Okay, people, so today we're going to read a passage from Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Meditations, as you might know, is the most popular Stoic text available to us, and it's really very popular as a philosophy book in general. So, it's the thing that makes Meditations different from a typical philosophy book is that it's not written with, with, the, with the intention of explaining something like, you know, normally you have a philosophy book where the author tries to explain a topic, a specific topic to you by, you know, make, articulating his own viewpoint. But here, Meditations is not a book. It's essentially a journal, a daily journal that Marcus Aurelius wrote until he died. And that's a crucial thing to understand because there aren't that many books that give you the sense of how the author talked to himself. Not as not in philosophy essentially. But this is something very unique and this gives us a view about what Marcus Aurelius's mind was essentially like and we can learn a lot from it and we can apply it to our own life for the improvement. So today I'm reading book 5, passage 1. It's a very popular quote or you know epigram. So I'm going to try to expand on that and you know explain what he tries to say here. So he starts with, In the morning, when you rise unwillingly, let this thought be present. I'm rising to the work of a human being. Why then am I dissatisfied if I'm going to do the things for which I exist and for which I was brought into the world? Or have I been made for this, to lie in the bed clothes and keep myself warm? But this is more pleasant. Do you exist then to take your pleasure, and not at all for action or exertion? Do you not see the little fans, the little birds, the ants, the spiders, the bees working together to put in order the several parts of the universe? Are you unwilling to do the work of a human being? And do you not make haste to do that which is according to your nature? This is half of the epigram. And okay, let's let's see what he's trying to say here. So what he's trying to say is he says when you wake up in the morning, try to remind a truth that you often forget, that many people often forget, that you are a human being. You really are a human being. Most of the time, you now we're we're so busy lost you know we're lost in thought of things that are not necessary but as simple as of a thing that you're a human doesn't enter your mind at all so this is something that you know is very effective if you can you know remind it to yourself uh, you know when you wake up so he says i'm rising to the work of a human being so as we know Stoics have a very, like, a very typical understanding of, a foundational understanding of a human being. They think humans are foundationally rational and social. Those two things are very core 
to being human so when you say i'm rising to the world for a human being of a human being then you are essentially reminding yourself how necessary it is to be rational to be social okay and then he says that you know you know he in a more explaining manner but that he asks himself why then am i dissatisfied if i'm going to do the things for which i exist and for which i was brought into the world so here he's not like saying you're created for some specific reason or to do the specific thing but he's saying you're a human being i'm a human being so we exist for some basic reason okay and those basic reason reasons are first to be social because to be human foundationally means to be social and to use a rational nature because rational nature the best use of rational nature leads to the improvement of the human being so it's like if that's the reason you exist and that's why you continue to exist then why are you dissatisfied if you do that it's like asking yourself why do you why are you dissatisfied with like being rational i mean people dislike that but there's something inherently to dislike in it and then he says or have i been made for this to lie in the bed clothes and to stay warm this is like you know this is like destroying your own non rational and you know lazy self essentially so it's like hey, t- telling himself i don't the world for this reason to stay warm in you know in sheets do do you really think that i mean i mean where you know most of the time we don't really think about it we don't really think what we're doing we just do out of like temptation out of habit but when we really think about it you know clearly there's no reason there's no reason you should be on your phone 16 hours a day right so it's like when you ask yourself like do you exist for this reason to sit on phone for 16 hours a day then the answer is pretty much going to be no but again your lazy self might say but this is more pleasant this gives you dopamine this is more engaging then as marcus says do you exist then to take your pleasure not at all for action or exertion that that's 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 a really good rebuttal because if pleasure is all that's the motive for human being then we're better off like better off like animals animals do what they're what they're fixed biologically and you know pleasure is biological people say it's psychological yeah it's probably psychological but pleasure is like highly biological neurobiological it's embedded in neurochemistry of dopamine and how how we can just get hooked on something
even though we know it's not important for us, even though we know we can get out of us, get out of that, but we get hooked. And the reason we get hooked is like, yeah, we, we that that that's pleasurable. Yeah, that that's what most people say. It feels good. But then you have to re- realize that it's not a it's, it's not a fair thing to do. Because yeah, there's 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 thing for pleasure, and you know you have to take rest, and you know you don't have to always spend time in action or exertion. But also the opposite of that is terribly wrong. Spending a lot of time in pleasure is not good. Not because it it feels good, because. It's not what you're made for, because you're, you can do a lot more than what you're doing. Then he says, do you not see the little pounds, the little burrows, the ants, the spiders, the bees working together to put in order the several parts of the universe? So it's like saying, you, know, you see the ants, you see the burrows. Don't you realize that they are doing what they were created for, okay? And they can certainly do until that, you know, they can't think out more ways to do something. But at least they're doing that. As a human being, what are you doing? Binge watching Netflix till 3 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. And you think you're better than than an ant, than an ant, because at least an ant knows how to, like, you know, survive, you know, how to be an ant, like, it's like, to be a horse means to run, right, that's your, that's the horse's, horse's, what do you say, that's the horse's life goal, to run, if he excels at that, he's a successful horse. And to be a successful human being, or to be a complete human being, you need to be best at what's given to you. And what's given to you is very unique from other organisms. To think and to be able to form groups, social being and rational being. Why aren't you being good at that? He asks. And then he says, And are you unwilling to do the work of a human being? And do you not make haste to do that which is which is according to your nature? So he says, As I said, you know, what's according to our nature is being rational and being social. Why aren't you running to do that? Right? Why? Why do you think, why do you, why are you unwilling to do the work which makes you human? Okay, so it's like, if the horse stopped running, then he is not a horse, because that's the functional nature of a horse. Yeah, there's more to horse, like, you know, his tail, his, you know, his, you know, his other features, but of course, essential about horse is his ability to run like any other animal whereas your essential feature is to think to be able to talk to be able to 
live as you want. Okay, and that's not something you know accessible to any other being. So why aren't you running to do that? Then he says, but it is necessary to take rest also. Yeah, this is again your lazy self speaking. Not yet. You, I hear this excuse a lot. Like you need to sleep. I mean, yeah, you need to sleep. Like how many hours? At max, you should sleep ten hours a day. You still have fourteen hours left. Out of those fourteen hours, how many hours do you spend reading the book that you told yourself to read? Cleaning that room that you told yourself that you would clean. Do you? Yeah. Then why are you using sleep as a reason? Because now you're waking up and now you're in bed. But yeah, but you have been bed. But you have been on bed for ten hours. Right. That's done. Now you need to be the self. Need to be yourself about other things. that make you human right then you know th- this is how marcus aurelius rebukes this he says it is necessary however nature has set bounds to this too she has fixed bounds both to eating and drinking and yet you go beyond this bounds beyond what is sufficient yet in your acts acts it is not so but you stop short of what you can do you know th- this is what i said earlier you are not at your best you don't you you're more you're more better than you think it's like nature has bounds on how much you sleep you know you you can like try to you know rebuke that by scientific claims that you know everything in the sleep cycle for everyone is different i would agree yeah But at least your nature has limits on how much you should sleep. Okay, let, let's try sleeping an entire day for 24 hours. How do you feel? Do you feel your sleep was great? You certainly won't. And there's some evidence for that. That's because even oversleeping leads to grogginess, which, you know, less sleeping also leads to. so that there are bounds you know between which you should sleep you should eat you should drink those bounds are flexible for you and for others but there are bounds you can just you know click and vanish them you can't and you shouldn't because if you do then yeah chaos enters so yeah so he says so you don't love yourself for if you did you would love your nature and her will and this is correct if you did love yourself then you would do the things that you are you know here for that you that you that the things that you even told yourself you would do it's like you know it's good for you to write that essay that you told yourself that you would write you know it's amazing it's great but you don't that shows that you don't love yourself you don't you don't take care of yourself you know eating junk food is is gonna you know affect your health 
but you do that. So this is what he's saying. It's like if you would love, if you would have loved your yourself, then you would love your nature. You know, despite that there are some things in your nature that you're not going to like. For example, being irrational. Being rational is not something lazy people are going to like. They're always easy about things. And her will, you know, here Marcus Aurelius is trying to say there's in you like a conscious conscience which is telling you what to do every every time. And every you know before every every time before every time you did, did something wrong, your conscience will tell you not to do it. But you will bloody do it and you will regret. So yeah, that shows that you don't love yourself. And then he says, but those who love their several arts exhaust themselves in working at them, unwashed and without food. But you value your own nature less than the runner turner values the turning art or the dancer the dancing art and the shifter. So here he's saying, it's like if you would love yourself then you would exhaust yourself doing the thing that you love, doing the thing that is according to your nature. And there, there is a thing that's going to, you know, make you, to, you know, there's a term in positive psychology called the flow state, where you feel your best and you perform your best. And that's essentially the thing that Marcus Aurelius is talking about, like 2000 years earlier, you see? So, the people who love themselves, the people who actually care about themselves, are the people who would exhaust themselves at doing things that they know are important and that they know, you know, would satisfy them. So, like, a dancer knows dancing is hard, but she also knows that dancing is the thing that she actually loves. So she's going to exhaust herself doing that. And you know, you you can see the similarity in a lot of people. Nikola Tesla, a famous you know inventor, uh, you know, used to like sleep two hours a day as is reported, and used to be mad essentially about you know imagining, building physics, you know, engineering models and those kind of stuff doing his craft essentially those people love themselves and loved what they do and if you, you if you would have loved yourself you would also love what you what you would do so you need to learn to do that you need to learn how to how to do your thing without wasting time it's like you know th- this is a nice thing to remind yourself in the morning because most of the time we wake up and we you know go on our phone and scroll stuff which is essentially useless but if you follow a marcus and if you remind yourself what's your main thing what's your craft to do then you will then you will get to it and then you will like not have a shitty morning by reading something down on twitter so he ends this with and such men, when they have a violent affection to a thing, 
choose neither to eat nor to sleep rather than to perform the things which they care for. But are the acts which concern society more vile in your eyes and less worthy of your labor? So he is lastly asking you that you know the people who you know are totally into their craft forget eating and washing bathing and that's not because they don't they are like they don't care about you know eating of course they do it's just that they're so much about to do their own stuff that they forget it it's like you know you know nicola has like doesn't use to sleep even though we know sleeping is a very necessary thing you need to sleep at least on eight, at least eight hours a day but you know he was so obsessed with his work that he just forgot to sleep and here he says you know is this doing a social act not of your interest do you dislike it do you dislike helping a person who needs help do you dislike being kind to someone even when they are not being kind to you just because you are a social animal and that's the thing to think in the morning because that's going to light up your mood essentially i think you know we tend to think that you know we're going to we're going to just have a rough day because everyone's everyone sucks and yeah everyone might suck but you don't have to react that way you could just accept however it is and just focus on yourself right so yeah this is essentially a morning routine of marcus felix which would be pretty interesting because it's very thoughtful it's very you know self reflectory and i believe it can be like matched with a morning meditation but you don't really have to do that any anything in any spiritual way you can just have your voice recorded and then play it when you wake up that's going to help so yeah that was it and see you until the next episode of your eudaimonia Thank you.